Welcome to the Marketing Solutionaire, where we dig into the roots of great enterprise marketing. I'm your host, Chris Kaler, founder and CEO of Emsphere. In this podcast, we seek out the secrets to success in driving high utilization, adoption, and value from marketing technology with an eye toward building a community of excellence that drives our field forward together. So whether you're an established enterprise marketing leader or on your journey to become one, you're in the right place. And now, on to the show. In today's episode of The Marketing Solutionaire, we'll be chatting with Josh Jameson, Director of Marketing Financial Management at Emsphere. Josh discusses the business side of marketing, the planning, budgeting, spend management, and performance management activities. Throughout our conversations, we discuss the evolution of and the need for marketing financial management, along with the benefits of establishing a strategic partnership between the marketing and finance teams. Josh, thank you for joining us today on the Marketing Solutionaire from Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, Chris, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, terrific. Let's just jump straight into it. And why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about Josh from the personal side, a little bit about your professional journey, just real quickly to set the table to who we're listening to today. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Chris. I, I So my wife and I live in Phoenix, Arizona, like we already mentioned. We have uh, four dogs. Um, so you might think people with one or two already have too many. We've got four. <laughs> and if it was... And if it was her decision, I think we'd have 27. Um, I think uh, I think four is probably is probably just about enough. But yeah, we love, it, love it, all it's of probably them. worth mentioning her background. Why maybe she has a love of animals? Yeah, she is a uh, <laughs> she's a veterinary practice manager who uh, got her career started in in Omaha and then spent some time at Purdue and is now uh, at uh, VNC here in at the Neurologic Center here here in Phoenix. All right, tell us tell us a little bit about. Uh, we understand your your wife's passion, and now let's talk about Josh in terms of how did you get into marketing, marketing operations, and the financial uh, aspects of uh, the marketing organization. Yeah, well, I, I went to school for marketing. I went to the University of Nebraska and got a degree, bachelor's degree in marketing management, which is uh, potentially a newer degree. Um, we'd say where you know my, my I had a management of information systems courses as a part of my as a part of my bachelor, um, and I've had you know quite a few marketing courses as, as well. Um, but it was it was focused on you know the management of marketing and marketing systems. Um, was working in uh, corporate banking for a subsidiary of National Australian Bank for uh, a few years before moving into a startup. Um, spent some time with a uh, deal of the day startup back when Groupon was big, um, and we uh, that startup was acquired. Moved to a venture capital firm where we were. Um, it was called Dropkick Ventures, and uh, had a really unique premise. Um, I, I wasn't the uh, I would say wasn't the CEO of Dropkick Ventures. I was working there as an analyst, but it was a small team, and we were sourcing ideas from creative agencies. Um, so, if a creative agency had like a a demo day or a you know ten percent time where they would go and they would um, you know create these ideas that they sort of had on the shelf, um, we would find them, um, source them, we would staff them and, and create full, you know, fleshed out companies, you know, we do it right we incorporate in Delaware and all that good stuff and um, fit them with a, a, a team that could build out the product or deliver the service that was originally, you know, conceived within these creative organizations. So I got to lead an organization. Uh, it was a, it was a startup that was centered around a, an app um, called Connoisseur. And um, spent a year doing that before it was uh, before it was acquired, um, and after that joined a uh, joined another company called Marketsphere that you might be familiar a with. Familiar um, with them, yeah. And uh, and spent a spent a number of years there before uh, coming to join Msphere full time. Um, now I serve as the director of our financial management practice at Msphere, and. Uh, yeah, been working um, 
in that capacity for almost the past 10 years, really centered around um, marketing technology and financial management and the intersection of those within marketing operations. I, I can start seeing with the, the VC background, the financial services background and technology, and of course, knowing you for a while, it's easy to connect the dots about how you, you're blending marketing, finance, and technology, your sweet spot. So with that said, let's talk a little bit, some blocking and tackling, just some fundamentals uh, for our, our listeners. What is the role of finance in marketing? Why is it so important? How is it evolving? I'm throwing a lot of things at you. So just bite off one at a time from a fundamentals of what are those key components and, and work streams from a how finance infuses itself into the marketing work stream. Yeah. So let's let's start off with the role of marketing or the role of finance within marketing. Um, and I think that's it's twofold. We talk about the people and we talk about the the systems. Um, so within marketing, generally speaking, you'll have a, a counterpart uh, in your finance organization that usually has a pretty close relationship with your marketing ops department. If you're a large enough organization to have a marketing operations department, um, usually the the leader of that of, of that part of your your marketing company has a pretty close interlock with a um, either an analyst or a manager or maybe even a controller within the finance organization that, that supports marketing as one of their departments. And, and that person um, really has a key role when it comes to supporting the marketing organization. They give you access to, um, when we think about financial management, it's going to be um, you know a suite of resources within the spend management organization, the procure to pay um, you know, process. Um, your, ERP systems and and everything that you may think about on the uh, on the financial management side or the finance side of the house, I think that that person they they are definitely a key resource for the marketing ops department. You know, we have a, a technology side of that question as well. So when we think about the role of finance within the marketing department, marketers whether they're using a dedicated marketing financial management technology or not um, interact with finance on a, on a daily basis. So anytime you spend money on anything in the marketing department, um, you are at least engaging in the financial management process. So marketers do a lot of things that only cost time, but not money, right? But anytime you're spending money, you're engaging in that financial management process. Um, you'll know marketers that they they have a uh, a system and it could be a you know a holistic system that you know from a software company that does that sort of thing in a dedicated fashion or it could be an excel workbook that everyone in their department or everyone in the marketing organization has access to and they're constantly modifying this thing to talk about how they're going to spend the money that they have well that's a interesting point in terms of, hey, this need for the financial management has been around for a while. Let's talk a little bit about how this was done in the past, spreadsheets, to how it's done today in integrated planning, budgeting, spend management platforms. What was really driving that? And what are these new systems and platforms capable of doing and enabling marketers to do that they're not weren't able to do in the past. I, I wish I could say that all spreadsheets for marketing financial management were a thing of the past. Uh, unfortunately, I, I can't. There are still uh, a large number of organizations that are using them um, for some reason or another. But uh, I can absolutely talk about the, the benefits of switching from, from that approach, from a, a spreadsheet-based budgeting approach to um, you know, using using a system for your marketing financial management. So we uh, we we talked about um, you know a few different key topics. You know, planning, budgeting, um, and then it, it kind of lends itself into well, once we've set the budget, then we actually have to do 
the marketing and that's maybe what we call the the execution um, uh, or the perhaps the operations uh, you know the the actual run state of of marketing um, you know you start to start to go out and do the things that you planned um, and, and from a planning perspective when we think about planning uh, that can mean different things to different people um, usually planning is um, you're building a list of all of the marketing activities that you want to do that year, understanding how much they cost and requesting monies um, either by quarter or by month to be spent on those marketing activities. Um, we think about the planning process as marketers from that bottoms up approach. Um, there's also a top down approach where finance is looking at, OK, over the past few years, how much did we spend? And how much do we need to allocate to the marketing department based on our goals and objectives at the corporate level for this year? So we know we want to invest more and try to grow as much as we can, then we'll give them X percent more than what we did last year um, or X percent less based on our, our again, based on our go corporate goals and objectives. And so that planning process typically occurs, you know, on the bottoms up side from the marketing perspective and top down from finance. And you'll eventually be assigned what I like to call a target. It's a pretty generic term, but the target is the you know overall budget for the marketing department for that year. Um, once that target gets distributed down to the team level, so if your CMO has a has a budget that they're going to spend, we call that the target. That target can be shifted down. And if you work within the content marketing department, your department can be assigned a, a, a target as well. That's that's your budget. That's how much money you know you need to spend every quarter uh, and, and every year. Um, targets are typically broken out by quarter. They can be broken out by month, but most of the time you're going to see it aligned with your, your fiscal quarters. And, and that's where you start to get into the budgeting part of the, the conversation. We've gone from, from planning now to, to budgeting. And as a marketer, that top-down assignment, that, that target that you receive, that's the, the, the limit, so to speak, of what you're going to get to spend that year. You build up your bottoms-up list of marketing activities that you're going to perform, and you say how much of your target you're going to spend on each of those activities. That's the, the budgeting process. And you may have things that, um, you know, you have to do to sort of keep the, you know, keep the lights on. Um, and you may have things you want to experiment on and try and see if they, um, see if they drive results. And so you may have some contingencies built into your budget where I'm going to try a, and then if it's unsuccessful, we're going to, take some of that money and try B and take some of that money and try C and perfectly fine exercise to do as a part of your, your build out of your budget. Yeah. So you got two different groups, one bottom up marketing talking about here, are the activities we want to do top down planning from finance in terms of here's the target you're going to have. We started out first talking about why is it difficult to be doing this process and activity with spreadsheets versus integrated systems? It's becoming clear to me from this explanation, hey, do you think change happens in terms of what the target is going to be? Do you think there's change in the activities? So there's this constant uh, influx of change on both sides of this equation. Am I kind of close in terms of the need of why don't you expand upon that thought a little bit about hey that's is is change uh you know in today's marketing landscape and business landscape uh and trying to hit these business objectives you know that this landscape in marketing in business it's just changing so fast that the tools have had to mature, the processes had to be optimized. I like to say, you know, two things about this topic. Ch change is constant, right? Change is constant. And it, if you have an amount of money that you're going to spend and you're going to give a little bit of it to one of the other departments, 
and you, so that you can co-fund some activity. Well, that transfer of dollars out needs to be recorded. And you need to be able to understand that you gave them that money in exchange for them handling the execution of the activity. And you may be participating in that execution, but your target now looks a little lower. So you need to understand that your original target was higher and why the money went out. And normally, without a system to capture that, if every department has their own spreadsheet, you'll have to record the reason there, and you'll generally have a series or an email chain. You know, you have a series of emails explaining why you're moving the money and how it's going to be done, and you have to keep that too, right? Because you need all that context. The systems that manage marketing finances, financials, have that, generally speaking, incorporated as a native functionality. So all of that offline management that you would do can be accomplished with a, a couple of clicks in a system. So it really simplifies the, the experience. All right. So I'm going to pivot a little bit, stay, stay on track there as you're talking about that. The question first started out about the planning and the discussion around continuous ongoing recalibration of the plan, whether it's a change of activities or a change in funding amounts. But beyond the planning process is that budget and constant reallocation of it. But then as you start slipping into the execution of those campaigns, why don't you shed a little light on the idea of in the same question, spreadsheets versus integrated marketing financial platforms. As yeah. you go downstream and you're actually executing and uh, things are going, talk a little bit about the need for whether it's collecting data or collaboration or communication. Tell me how that fits into the equation of needing to go up on the maturity level of technology and processes. Okay. So if part one is we need to be able to understand our targets. And that is already complex. Part part two is the execution. So the execution of marketing spend, um, think about it this way. You have the money that you're going to spend in the near term, probably this quarter, and then the money you're going to spend for the rest of your fiscal year. And if I were to ask you the question, how much is the marketing department going to spend on events this year? Uh, how long would it take you to answer that question? That's really the key. Uh, if every department, and you have 50 departments, has a separate spreadsheet, someone within the organization will have to roll all of the data in those spreadsheets up into one consolidated source. and that person will then be responsible for working with the various budget owners to ensure that they have their data tagged to say what is an event and what's, we'll just say not an event for now. Let's leave the rest of the taxonomy conversation uh, aside, but what's an event and what's not an event. And eventually, probably within a week or two or maybe three, you could answer the question of, how much money do I plan to spend on events for the rest of the year? Um, this becomes incredibly simplified if you're using a, a single system where you have budgets that replace all of the spreadsheets and you don't have to roll them up. Um, there is a you know an embedded tool of some kind that allows you to report on or export the data holistically. So you can see what all of the marketing departments are going to spend. And based on the data in the system, the metadata in the system, you can determine, are they spending money on an event or, or something else? So if I was to sum that up by saying these types of processes and platforms and practices really enable faster, more accurate decision-making along the entire marketing supply chain. Yeah. To be able to react and 
pivot. Yeah, not just react, but speak comfortably and confidently about how you're spending marketing's money this year, right? It's it's much harder to have a value conversation, an ROI conversation, um, when you don't know how much you're investing, right? If you're missing the I side of the ROI equation, you, you can't... Uh, you can't confidently say how much you're going to get as a result of the investment. So, yeah, it's a, it's it's critical to to be able to answer those kinds of questions uh, quickly and and accurately. Uh, that's a great point. I kind of overlooked that because probably like how everyone else does, it's it just happens, right? Do you see that happening a lot? That the you've been doing this uh, in this area for 12 years, marketing, financial management, do you go into large organizations at time and they surprise you that they can't answer that? Is that more common or uncommon? So it used to be very common. I'd say it's getting less common, but if there's not a system that is managing the spends for the marketing department, and let me let me come back to spend here, here in a moment. Okay. Um, but if there's not a if there's not a system managing spends for the marketing department, then it's incredibly difficult to quickly answer the question: What are you spending your marketing dollars on? Um, and when I say spend, um, I, I don't mean within one department. I mean the entire marketing organization. Let's look at what are your capital expenditures, what are your operating expenses, and how much money are you spending in total? Um, some teams within a marketing organization do a very good job of um, managing their spend or certain types of spend. Um, and and those, are, those are often the people who have a great process and potentially some tools just within their, their department. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the spend conversation um, about capturing all marketing spends uh, allows you to be able to speak the same language as your financial counterpart, as a finance team. And that enables the CMO and the CFO to be able to talk to one another and confidently have that, that conversation about how much money are we, are we spending on marketing uh, in the marketing department this year and, and what are we spending the money on? And, and you say that from the context of what did we plan to spend? What do we budget to spend? We're in execution. How much are we spending? And some of these questions yeah. may be because we want to make a change midstream. It could be a change midstream. It could be how much have we committed to spending for the rest of the year, right? What are we, what are we financially obligated to spend? It could be looking back, how much did we actually spend? last year. Uh, finance could tell you the answer to that question, by the way. I mean, finance could say, here's what the marketing department spent last year once the fiscal year is closed out. Um, but you'll have a much harder time understanding what the money was spent on. Your reporting on that will only be as good as your We'll just say your chart of accounts, your your general ledger account, or maybe your sub ledger, will be the level that marketing uh, spends are recorded at, and they'll have a description along with them that is somewhat similar to what you think about your marketing spends as. But what what finance won't do is tell you how much you spent on a certain marketing activity. Finance will think about things in terms of cost centers and general ledger accounts. They won't think about things like which event did I go do and how much did I spend on that particular marketing activity? Gotcha. You can get actual spends from finance and would not say anything to the contrary ever. But if you aren't organizing that spend in a way that makes sense to marketing, then it's, it's hard to tell at the marketing activity level, what your your spend was. And you need to do that in order to shift the conversation to be able to call it an investment and, and not a spend. 
Could you describe, with the backdrop of the entire marketing value chain from, you know, at the beginning of the year and the planning, and I understand planning and budgeting and reallocation of funds happens throughout, but I want to follow that story all the way into the execution and the follow-up of the campaign or campaigns being done and getting the insights. If if you could paint a picture and tell a story of that entire canvas of the entire supply chain, how, and let's pick, maybe it's a campaign marketing campaign manager. How are they, how do they get involved in this marketing financial uh the, the the marketing financial management process. When do they get inserted? How are they typically participating in this activity, or is just something handed to them at the time they take off? Yeah. So, in a in a process that is, we'll just say well defined, um, the marketing manager or could be a senior manager or even a director will have a will have a target that's given to them at the beginning uh, of the fiscal year. It, it could be given earlier. It could be given a little later, but they'll have a target that they, that they need to spend to. Um, that's the, the money that they've been given, you know, from their senior leadership who, you know, they worked on that number with, with finance, right? That's the process that we talked about earlier. Um, that, uh, that planning process. But once you've built your budget, now as a marketer, you've you've got to go, you know, execute your marketing activities. You got to go do the things that you, you know, that you budgeted for. And so let let's say you're you're going to, you know, you're you're going to uh, attend an event, right? And so you have costs associated with attending that event. You may have a, a booth. You may have a registration fee that you got to pay. That that sort of thing. Um, well, if you're if you are recording those costs as budgeted costs, um, you'll want to be able to link those costs to a couple pieces of metadata. You'll want to be able to definitively say that this stuff was spent on uh, spent as an event. You may have other things like a product you're promoting or an audience that you're targeting, and you may have an objective like an OKR that you're trying to accomplish. Or that you're contributing towards one of the you know key results that you're contributing towards um, with this particular event sponsorship, um, and you may, if you have a booth at the event, generate a list of leads. If people come up to you at the event and you're in attendance and you've got your little iPad and you're signing people up and uh, you 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 know you get their name and their email addresses and they they get entered into a drawing to win a you know, $250 Visa gift card or something like that. Um, this, uh, this list of leads that you generate after the fact will get loaded into your CRM system and, and linked up with the corresponding activity in your CRM system. So you planned to do the activity in your financial management system and now you've got the activity represented in your CRM system, maybe in the campaigns object, if you're using something like Salesforce, you need to be able to link that spend to that campaign record in Salesforce. And that's where an integration comes into play. Um, and and the spreadsheets kind of go to the sideline of yeah. it can't handle it. it it, it gets more difficult, right? You can, you can, you know, include links to or campaign IDs in your spreadsheet, but then trying to report on in real time, which activities in your campaign module have you spent money on and how much, right? It, it's much more difficult than answering the question, how much are you going to spend on events, right? Because now you got to pull data from two systems and you got to do VLOOKUPs or what have you, index and matched and in order to get that stuff combined. And it's it's manual. It's no longer automatic unless you have systems in place to, to handle that for you. Yeah. And I know so, uh, a big piece of your customer base that you support uh, is 
high tech companies, high tech B two B, and you talk about this data that is flowing from your financial management system into whether it's your CRM systems, and the number of activities is what I'm getting yeah. at, which makes it almost impossible to really see, capture, and um, analyze this data in real time without a platform like this. How, how many, uh, the question is, in in your clients, how many different marketing activities, just to put this in perspective, might they have going on at the same time? Yeah, I mean, each year, thousands. Right. Thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, and, and that's just each year, right? I mean, if we're, it, it may take a little longer than 12 months for a lead that you generated at an event to convert to an opportunity and then end in closed one. Right. You it can take some time if you're it depends on depends on how long uh, it, it depends on how long your uh, lead time is. Right. Um, you could have a real long tail sales cycle and that could be typical for whatever you're selling. Um, and yeah, I mean, you're if you're doing thousands or, you know, if you're doing several thousand marketing activities a year, um, Trying to link all of that up is uh, in spreadsheets becomes very difficult. Let's switch gears a little bit. Thanks for that backdrop and summary of the story of the marketing manager beginning to end, how they get involved in this. But let's let's talk about what's going on with the relationship between today with the CMO and the CFO. How is that different than many years ago? Is that getting closer and closer? What's driving this need for the CFO and CMO uh, to have tighter collaboration, shared targets, shared incentives? What's going on in that space? And what have you seen? A lot of progress? Yeah. Well, progress is being made, absolutely. But you know, typically what we see is... Uh, there's pressure from the finance organization to uh, prove the, we'll just say, and this this could be the wrong word, but pr- to prove the value of your marketing spends. Like, a score, right? like being a scorekeeper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if I spent, you know, if, if I can invest the million dollars that I give to marketing and I can drop that into a savings account and get 5%, which you can do today, anybody can, you know, I need to know that when I'm investing dollars in marketing that I'm getting back uh, a real high return on my investment, right? So this is, this is where the conversation is heading. And marketing is going to spend money on things that aren't demand generating. We think about things that drive demand, right? Um, depending on who's, philosophy you subscribe to, you'll be able to say which types of activities are demand generating and which types aren't. Or maybe you think some, you know, directly drive demand and some indirectly drive demand. But these are the conversations that, you know, we were having 10 years ago is what what stuff drives demand. The conversation today is how much am I getting for my marketing investment? If I give you a million dollars, am I going to see $10 million worth of new deals, right? Associated with that million. So um, that's that, that pressure from the finance organization um, and from the organization in general, it doesn't just come from finance. That can come from the top down um, is, is real. And we see that a lot today. We also see, you know, CMOs, rotating through organizations, right? You'll have a new CMO every 18 months and that new CMO will have new objectives for the organization and new strategies to attempt to deliver uh, on on the demands that are being placed on them from their CFO and their CEO. Um, and unfortunately, that's that's become pretty common in seeing a new CMO rotate through every you know year to two years, somewhere in the 18 month range. Um, it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's interesting because you'll, you'll have, uh, 
a different new perspective come in to give you a, a new way of looking at things. But then even with a system, right, that just means that there's more change that occurs. Right. right? And, and so, again, goes back to our original point that change is the only constant. Right. Um, so you're going to you're going to continue to see, uh, you know, priorities change and you're going to continue to see, um, you know, strategies change. Um, and so really. Um, the conversation can shift to, uh, yeah, what what is the value uh, of, of of the marketing efforts? Um, so, in your experience, yeah. where you seen this intersection, interlocking, as you say, between the finance teams and the marketing teams, be super successful. What's driving that? What's behind it? Where you've seen it really clicking? and flowing what are some of the key uh best practices you see them adopting to make that happen and 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 yeah. feel free to shed light on the other side of if this doesn't happen <laughs> this really sends it in the other direction so spend management practices that we see that are that are the most successful um if your organization has a quarterly target. If you've got to spend a, your team needs to spend a million dollars in Q1, spend a million dollars in Q1, right? So understanding that unless the organ, unless the requirement is to give back as much as you can, which sometimes that requirement is in place, um, you know, spend the money that you're given. Meaning, if you can do something cheaper and that saves you $50,000, do something extra with that $50,000 that allows you to experiment with new ideas, with new thoughts. Do, do something extra instead of giving it back unless the requirement is to give it back. Um, so organizations that spend the money that they're given, um, we see have the most success. And that that may sound obvious because the money that they save negotiating with their vendors being able to experiment with those dollars naturally allows you to find things that could be more effective uh, than the uh, the marketing activities that you're doing today. But I think it, it I think it's it bears repeating, right? I think that that's something important. Um, also, you know, don't don't overspend. Find find out how much money that you that you have to spend and what the tolerance is. If you need to be within one percent of that. Then don't go over by more than one percent. Stick to the target, right? Finance will appreciate that. And if you can spend all of your money, and you're good at spending all of your money, and the organization has a windfall of some kind, and needs to spend more, and you're a rock star at making sure your money is spent, you're the most likely candidate to get additional funds, especially if you can prove how it drives demand. But even if you're just good at spend management. If you're just good at spending your budget to the penny, if they have more money, they may give it to you just because we know, you know, just because they know you'll spend it. Um, so I think that's a that's a practice that you can kind of take away from this if you're going to take away anything. Um, you can you can set the ROI aside for a second and just get better at spend management. Um, the other thing you can you can do, and, and, and I think this is really key, is um, Organizations that uh, educate the marketers that are using their financial management software, not just on the software, but on the full process. And we haven't talked a lot about procurement tools, but big companies who spend a lot of money have to raise purchase orders in order to spend that money most of the time. Most of the time, you're not spending money from invoices with urgent payment requests and no POs, right? You, you've got to make a purchase request. It's got to get approved by the procurement organization that becomes a purchase order. And then your vendor sends an invoice and you got to receive that invoice against that purchase order. But there's very little, uh, not, not for lack of trying, but it will just say that there's uh, less and less understanding of that full spend management process of how big companies actually spend money and what you need to do in order to make sure the dollars are spent, um, you know, there's there's less and less not education but awareness of that within marketing teams, um, 
you know, today than there should be. Of course, anyone who works with financial management software should know how money is spent, not just where we're going to spend the money and what we're going to spend it on. Josh, what are your thoughts? I mean, this is obviously in any business, being able to track your, uh, to know your investment, track your spend, know what type of return you're getting. From a business perspective, it no one's going to argue about the need to be able to do that. But the reality is, how come that, and, and maybe backseat is not the right term, but how does that prioritization of wanting to focus on, on the marketing activities, the, the, the exciting stuff, the color, the content, the Hollywood spirit of creating messages and storytelling? And maybe that's the answer in itself. But could you shed some light on the challenges you see of that being a tough conversation to get it elevated? Yeah, I so there's a little bit of shiny object syndrome in marketing if you if you hadn't noticed. Um, so when anytime there's a a new technology released, it's how do we adopt it as quickly as possible? And and you see that because the number of marketing technologies has grown so much over the past ten years, even with the level of consolidation that we're seeing. Uh, among MarTech companies, right? I mean, the number just keeps growing and growing. Um, but anytime a new technology, it, we'll just say surfaces, generative AI, or before that, it was the, the metaverse, right? Is how, and before that, it was blockchain. How are we going to incorporate this into our, our marketing organization, right? How are we going to incorporate um, one piece or the other, right? Um, we like to talk about things that are new and are fresh, and they're exciting. And there's, let me be clear, there's nothing wrong with that. There's a time and a place for it. Uh, understanding how a new technology fits into your MarTech stack is important because you don't want to be left behind the curve. But at the end of the day, you have to be able to pay for it. <laughs> and, it, you know, every, everybody works for an accountant at the end of the day, right? You have a certain amount of money that you can spend. And that's it, all right? That's 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 all there really is to it. Can you work with that person to go find more money? Sure, but you know they'll they'll give you an answer on on what the what it is that you can spend. Um, yeah, and the and the pressure on these budgets are are tremendous. Add to that, despite that pressure on reducing the budgets, there's no relief on deliver more impact to me, uh, Mr. or Mrs. CMO. Yeah. Fair assessment? Uh, fair. Absolutely that's fair. That's the paradox. Um, it, it, do more with less, right? That's, that's always the mantra. And so you know, technologies that allow you to manage your spend, right? Um, a, a lot of people just live in this Excel hell of trying to figure out how much money they're going to spend this month, this quarter, this year, and, and it doesn't have to be that way, right? There are systems that can that can do this for you, um, and it, it genuinely saves a lot of time. But it'll also save you a lot of money too if you're leaving money on the table and you don't have a good way to report on it. Then you know you may have more than you think. So you know you may be doing more with less already and you just don't know how much you have to spend. Um, the, the problems can be very easily revealed um, using financial management software. And it, it, I know that in and of itself sounds scary because it's both financial management and software in, in the same sentence. But really, the, the software that you're using today in your daily life um, is often more complicated than the stuff that you would be using to manage a marketing budget within your organization. If you, if you can figure out Facebook, if you can figure out Instagram, you know, if you can figure out TikTok, you can you can figure this out, right? And and so I think that's that's an important thing that people need to realize is that if you've been using technology every day for the past twenty years, this isn't going to feel 
uh, foreign to you. So there's no need to be afraid of it. Uh, it. It allows you to demonstrate the value that you bring to the organization. And related to that question, yeah, who do you see as uh, uh, the promoters, the champions versus the uh, detractors? You know, normally is it finance or in marketing, or you see it on both sides of terms of moving forward. You do see it on both sides. So the marketing ops department, generally speaking, that's that's the part of the marketing organization that's responsible for for budgeting. Um, that's what we see. And so when you send in your your spreadsheet, if you're not using a system, you're usually sending it into someone in marketing ops or uh, someone within the CMO's chief of staff, some somebody close to that role. That would be. That, those would be the roles that we would see kind of taking that on. So an internal champion for implementing a, a you know, financial management software is going to be the person who's most heavily impacted by it. Um, but that said, there's a time savings for every marketer who manages one of those spreadsheets as well. Right. It's it's we, we typically think about systems that we implement and we manage for our clients as something that. Marketers will interact with a few times a week, maybe more frequent than most people think about this stuff. Sure. Right. But if you have a spreadsheet, you can spend hours a week trying to make sure that everything looks perfect so that the next time you're asked to send it in, you don't have a huge manage, you know, you don't have a huge task ahead of you. Um, and if you don't keep it clean, my goodness, at that point, you're just guessing, um, which, which helps nobody. What advice would you have uh, for our listeners today if they're in marketing, if they're in the uh, finance, marketing finance area or not in it? What advice would you have to how do you get started in assessing where is my organization today in this maturity level of this interlocking of the finance and the marketing teams? in our organizations. So we can attribute some level of maturity so they can take some action to improve it. What's the first couple of steps that they should take? Yeah. So I I think there's a couple things you can do. Number one is understand what your goals are as an organization. If you're a if you're a large organization and you have certain goals that um, are placed upon the marketing organization, are you able to easily, and just say easily, um, report on the metrics that are most important to your organizational leadership, right? If you can't do that, um, then we can start to think about systems. Is it because you're planning in a disparate set of spreadsheets that every team or every cost center has their own spreadsheet. It, it could be, it could be that, but it could be you, you have software and it's just not being used, right? Or it's not being used correctly. So, so think about, you know, always start from what is the goal before you start going and researching what are the various maturity models or competency models that exist in the marketplace and who do I go to have my MarTech stack assessed Sure, there's a time and a place for that, but just start with your goals. Understand if you're able to accomplish your goals. Um, And then you can take a a second look at this and say, does this take me a lot of time, right? If you're in the marketing operations department and you're having to roll up 50 spreadsheets in order to build a report, that can take you a lot of time. And that's something that can be automated by implementing a financial management system. Um, It is less and less scalable, right? The more teams that are brought on, the more budgets that you have to manage. And so using, uh, using a financial management system will enable you to have more time to focus on other things that are value add to the organization. It'll reduce your overall time spent just managing the uh, managing the budget, right? Um, you can start to have conversations 
that are at a much higher level. Um, and, and if we can get past those two questions, okay, so we know what our goals are and we're able to, we're able to report on the way we spend money and how it impacts our goals. And it doesn't take us a lot of time to do that. I'd say you're, you're well on your way there to a mature stack. Um, really what you want to focus on next are the other operational pieces in spend management and in performance management. So is my system uh, well understood? Is it used? And is it integrated with the other technologies in my MarTech stack that it needs to be in order to report on your return on marketing investment? Um, once you can say that, then you can work on the next steps, which is automation of those return on marketing investment um, analytics. So that's uh, that's where I'd say to say to start is always start at the beginning. Start with your goals and understand if there are major gaps there. Yeah. Last thing, thirty seconds or less for some of the younger professionals out there, whether they're just coming off. Uh, the campus at college or have just started their marketing journey in this whole blend of marketing and technology and finances of interest to them. What dad advice would you have to them in terms of here's some things you got to do 30 seconds or less? Sure. Um, don't be afraid of technology, right? If your degree is not technical, that doesn't mean you can't be technical. There are an enormous amount of free resources out there that'll teach you what you need to know about technology. And we're talking about interacting with technologies via APIs and configuring technology. Don't, don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. And two, don't be afraid to use those same free resources to understand a little bit more about financial management. So learn about the finance side of the house. And if you can speak marketing, you can speak IT, and you can speak finance, you'll have nearly unlimited upward mobility. So focus on developing those skill sets and get as deep as you're comfortable with. And having that, having having the ability to speak to those three skill sets makes you invaluable to a marketing operations department. Josh, that is great. Sage advice. Be curious. Be trilingual in technology, marketing, and finance. Great advice. Thanks for uh, joining us here today. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. 